Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So, sit back and relax and enjoy Paris good food and wine. Season 6 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. IOT, the Internet of Things. IOT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact us at IOT shipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Like most people here in France this week, I'm working from home. Saturday evening, the French Prime Minister, Edouard Philippe, announced that as of Sunday, all cafes, restaurants, and shops would be closed. Only the essentials, like boulangeries. Gotta love the French and their love for their fresh daily baguettes, croissants, and pain au chocolat. Pharmacies and grocery stores would remain open. As luck would have it, Sunday marked the first day of an early spring, at least weather-wise. I wandered down to the Quai d'Orléans on the Ile Saint-Louis in the afternoon and saw that hundreds of others had had the same idea. People were gathered there with friends and family, enjoying their bottles of wine or beer and cheese and, yes, baguettes. Seemingly in the face of cafe and restaurant closures, the French just take it to the streets. Or the Ks in this instance. Viva la French! This morning, however, Back to our gray, misty Parisian mornings, a fellow dog owner in my neighborhood advised me that as of Wednesday, the city will be in lockdown with military and police patrolling the streets. Just a rumor, he said. Another woman who works for an Anglophone embassy told me that things will stay relatively normal, albeit these closures of shops, restaurants, cafes, and of course schools, until after next Sunday, which is another primary election day in France. After that, she said, the real measures will be put in place. All of this to say that the theme of our March 2020 Paris Good Food and Wine episode, broadcasting here from Paris, France, focuses on the coronavirus and its impact on global supply chains, namely as it relates to wine. For this, we speak with supply chain expert Alain Xavier Verst, who talks to us about the bottlenecks in supply chain that wine shipments have been experiencing as they arrived in China during February and the first part of March. There is also an impact on food shipments. In this global economy, interestingly, there has been a shift in food culture in the past decade that has us focusing more on local produce and locally sourced foods. 
An article from last week in Nielsen.com says that this pandemic spotlights the wisdom of locally grown in regards to food. Lockdown means local may shine. The article states, due to the rapid spread of COVID-19, some markets have taken extreme measures to protect their populations by issuing widespread quarantines, halting manufacturing, and disrupting supply chains. It goes on to state, in recent years, consumers have generally displayed strong preferences for local dairy and fresh produce brands and products versus those coming from further afield. Amidst the ongoing COVID-19 crisis, anxieties around origins of products and ingredients are likely to fuel increased demand for even more local sourcing. So, just as this emphasis these past weeks on remote and at-home working are changing people's habits, so will these disruptions in supply chains inevitably change consumers' demands, tastes, and spending habits. In other words, it appears that buy local is here to stay. You can read more about this and find the referenced article on my blog that I founded in 2009, Local Food and Wine, which is at localfood.wine and also at localfoodandwine.wordpress.com. And just one more thought on this subject. If consumer spending does evolve more toward primarily purchasing locally produced foods and wines, then I'm certainly happy that I live about an hour away from several of the best wine-producing regions in the world, namely Burgundy, Champagne, and the Loire, not to mention the others here in France that are a bit further afield. So, with my dog at my feet, recording here from my home office in Paris, I hope you enjoy this exceptional episode 54 of Paris Good Food and Wine, focused on supply chain impacts on our wine and food supplies in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, and we also touch a bit on the wine and climate change issue here with Alain Xavier, weighing in on the fact that this is the first year in recorded history that there will be no ice wine vintage from Germany, according to the BBC. Find this and more episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm your host, Paige Donner. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio, as well as on Spotify. And also, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. So here with Alan Xavier Wurst, who's an expert in supply chain management, especially when it comes to wine and agriculture, um, we're going to discuss a little bit about the coronavirus impacts on the wine import business uh, globally, but in particular as it pertains to imports to China, I mean, our exports to China. So Alan Xavier, uh, thanks for being here with uh, Paris Good Food and Wine today. And um, how important is China to the global wine market? And, you know, I'm speaking in terms of them as consumers of wine. Um, yes, well, uh, if, we, if we look at Australia, for, for instance, they export $1.3 billion a year to China, um, accounting for 20% of the national crop. 
and according to exporters, sales are down 90% across January and February alone. So it's massive. You know, not only that, I mean, I did kind of come across some of those numbers myself when I was researching, but also the TWC Chengdu Fine Wine Showcase, China International Alcoholic Drinks Expo, Dao Wine, and even the Sud de France uh, Wine Roadshow, they've all had initial um, dates canceled. I mean, they're probably going to be rescheduled or postponed for later in the year, but boy, that, that's a huge, um, huge cancellations coming coming across now. So has Chinese wine consumption been affected by the epidemic since January? I mean, consumption, not just imports. Um, yes, um, absolutely. Chinese consumers cut back on drinking and crates of wine remain stuck at Chinese customs. Um, and the winemakers and distributors are, are watching stocks fall and inventory built. So, yes, it's, um, it's extremely... Uh, well, look, you have to to consider that China is one of the world's largest luxury markets, uh, accounting for 10% of Pernorica, like uh, Campo Viejour, uh, Jacob's Creek, and 30% of LVMH, which is a very, very high. Moët et Chandon, Dom Pérignon, Cloudy Bay... Wow, 30% of LVMH's total exports go to China? That's absolutely incredible. I had no idea. Wow, that sounds like global blends are really getting affected. Let's turn our attention now to Spain. Uh, what's the situation like in Spain? Yes, Spain is um, one of the biggest producers, or maybe the first one. Uh, it's always changing between France and Spain each year, so... And, um, well, Torres, for instance, Spain's leading wine and brandy company, is expecting a major hit, uh, anticipating an 80 drop, 80% drop so in sales this month. So um, it's enormous. And a 50% fall in March. Um, a little bit in the north, Bordeaux, you have the same, same trend, Bordeaux wines, um, which are very popular in the Asian market. Uh, so a record low falling, uh, 38.3% in the week ending February 13, and down from almost 50% the previous week. This, those, those figures are, are according to LiveX, so they're very trustable. And what kind of consumption level were the Chinese at prior to the outset of the virus? I mean, of course, in terms of wine. Well, uh, before coronavirus, uh, China admitted, for instance, uh, when we take Chilean, Ch Chilean wine, um, China admitted up to 350 containers of Chilean wine a day. And now it's an average of 50 cases per day pass through customs. So the, the remaining cases sit in the port, uh, unsold and unconsumed. Um, and the, even with the backing at, the, po at the, the ports, few cases are being sold. So it's crash. If you, you say like this, crash. It's a market crash. That's difficult to contemplate. 350 containers to 50 cases. 
So even one container, I don't know how many cases one container can hold, but one container can hold what hundreds and hundreds of cases. So 350 containers reduced to 50 cases, and there's 12 bottles in a case. So we're talking thousands, hundreds of thousands of bottles of wine down to a couple hundred bottles of wine. Yes, exactly. That's a down rating from a ratio from 100 or 1,000. Okay, so we were just talking about Chile. You, you used that as an important example. But how important of a market is China for Chilean wines? Well, it's a very important because a third of all Chilean wine is exported to China. So since the outbreak, uh, exports have slumped 50 to 60%. Was Chile blaming the downfall on both a slowdown in orders and a holdup at the ports? And, you know, I, I also saw in the research that the slowdown is, uh, is particularly evident at the ports because of the coronavirus, um, because of the lack of the customs officials. I mean, the customs officials at the ports are all staying home, so they're not going to work, which means that even if the wine is arriving at the ports, there's no customs officials to check it through. So it's just staying there. It's just stationary at the ports, stuck in a supply chain bottleneck. Okay, well, I want to thank you so much for weighing in um, your, on your expert opinions, Alan Xavier. Thank you. And if there's any, anything you'd like to add, uh, feel free. Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. Well, Paige, thank you very much for, for inviting me. Um, well, maybe there's another thing about ice wine we could add because it's very, well, it has nothing to do with supply chain, actually. Well, there is something else. I, I find it very interesting to notice that um, even if it's not related to the supply chain, management it has to do with the climate change and um, for the first time in its history uh, germany will not produce this year ice wine so it's it's very it's, it's a big a massive rupture in in the wine history from this country because uh, none of germany's 13 wine growing regions um, had the necessary temperatures of minus 7 degrees to produce the wine in 2019. So there will not be German ice wine this year. And I, I know it's hard for you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of ice wine. But, you know, I saw that blow up on Twitter uh, this last uh, week or so. Um, I think it was following a BBC report about, you know, oh my goodness, no more, no more ice wine this year, you know, climate change and global warming. And as you know, because we've discussed it extensively, I've been documenting this whole global climate change and the impacts on wine since 2011, since my New York Times article. But you know, what's interesting is that this, this BBC article kind of blew up all of Twitter and a lot of the German, uh, newspapers and news outlets re reported the same story this last week or so. 
But if you look back, um, and didn't you find this article as well? There's some. There's a much earlier article. I think it goes back to 2008 from Decanter. Did, tell us about that article because I know I know you looked it up as well. <laughs> Yes, that's absolutely correct. It was in 2008. Uh, it was an article from Decanter who was quoting the Geisenheim Institute. The Geisenheim Institute is the German is a Germany's foremost um, center for research and education in in analogy and viticulture, and they were showing a trend towards a lack of hard freezes in winter. So there there were. Uh, very concerned about the possibility of um, that ice wine could be a, a thing of past due to the climate change, and it it happens this year. It, it becomes true because um, the problems of warmer winters is compounded by the fact that the longer you leave the grapes on the vine in the hope of a freeze, uh, the more the more danger there is of rot setting in. And um, well, this year, it, this year it was uh, yes, it was the first time so that they didn't have enough, that the temperature were didn't low enough. So that's the climate change. The proof is clearly here. And just uh, on back to the topic of of just pure purely the topic of wine. Do you have a favorite ice wine from Germany, Egon Müller, peut-être? Well, this is a good choice from you. I recognize your your taste, your your subtle taste. Taste, <laughs> yes, Egon, very fantastic. I'm Paige Donner, your host of Paris Good Food and Wine. This episode has been brought to you by the generous support of Paris Food and Wine. Follow us on Twitter at Paris Food Wine, Facebook at Paris Food and Wine, and you can find me on Instagram at Page Food Wine. You're listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris's first ever homegrown English language radio show about food and wine. Now you can find Paris Good Food and Wine on iHeartRadio as well as on Spotify. And also, as always, on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher. IoT Shipping. IoT Shipping uses the Internet of Things technology to track and trace your value assets throughout the transport process. Data is monitored by temperature, geolocation, and movement so that you always know where your value assets are and in what condition they are in. Contact them for more information and for a quote at iotshipping.xyz. That's iotshipping.xyz. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible. And especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And 
wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow us on Instagram at pagefoodwine and on Twitter at parisfoodwine. Leave us a review, comments, suggestions, and story pitches at parisfoodandwines.com.